The Oakland A's are moving to Las Vegas. Do the Memphis Grizzlies do better with or without John Moran in their lineup? What does Jamar Smith's injury mean for the Birmingham Stallions? Two have thought about retirement, but I'm so glad that he's still giving it another shot. And in regards to DeMar Hamlin, how are things looking with him? And more importantly, do our Southern teams deserve more love or get enough love as it is? We've got all of this and more on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sermon, at Jake's Take Podcast, at JakeSilb14. Joining me later on for Christy's Corner is my co-host, Christy. You can follow her on Instagram and TikTok, at Maria underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, at Variety underscore sport underscore. Your home for all sports different forms and varieties. First and foremost, we have a lot to discuss, and one of them isn't even really about the South. Now, what you might know, what you might be thinking is, well, Jacob tends to talk about teams outside of the South. Yeah, because, you know, we like to cover stuff about this in different topics. But first and foremost, I think the most important thing that we need to discuss is something that happened at the time of this recording last night when we were all asleep. It's the Oakland A's agreeing to move to Las Vegas in 2027. Now, with this, I am going to say it. I do not like this move. Here is why. The city of Oakland loses another team. They used to have three teams. Now they're going to have none. Now, I know part of this has to just be in regards to what really happened over the past few years. But looking at this right now, in 2014, the Warriors, which were in Oakland, began the purchase process for a site in Mission Bay, San Francisco, for a newer arena. And that opened around the 2019-2020 season. And then also with this, you also have to remember how the Oakland Raiders moved to Las Vegas. So in the span of a few years, you know, you lose your team. But now with this, we're depriving the city of Oakland of sports. So I don't really like this move because now Oakland has nothing. You know, that's really sad to hear because they went from being a well-liked team and a well, you know, well-liked city. And now it's just kind of tossed out the door. Now I know that the pay is great. I know that, you know, Vegas deserves things that they deserve a team. They don't. I, I, I'm going to be very controversial. And I'm going to say that I don't think that they deserve one. Because with this, Las Vegas isn't supposed to be known as a sports city. Las Vegas is supposed to be known as a tourist trap. If you're trying to get people to go to Vegas now, which is what they're trying to do. They've been trying to build up Vegas for the past little while. They have, obviously, the Raiders now. They have the Vegas Knights. And now they're getting the A's. I look at this as you're trying to make Vegas a city that it shouldn't be. And now here's the other thing, too. People for the past few years have been saying that Vegas needs to have a basketball team. They've also mentioned that the Pelicans should move to Las Vegas. So once again, as we said for the past year, be quiet, Kendrick Perkins. With this, I don't like this because basically from this point of view, yes, they got paid, but now the city of Oakland has nothing. You know, just think about how these are teams that in recent years, even though they lost that respect or that representation, they still had fans. And, you know, you're losing a team in California. So now you're looking at 
the teams in California, they're losing their mantra right now. I mean, you've got the Los Angeles Angels. Are they Nets? The Dodgers are well-known in the state of California. The San Diego Padres are well-known now, too. You look at basketball. You've got the Sacramento Kings, who just had a great year and are in the playoffs. You've got the Golden State Warriors, the LA Lakers, the LA Clippers. Are any of those teams going to be leaving anytime soon? Now you had that structure in the state of California. You're not having that anymore. And that brings up some concerns to me because how are the fans going to feel about this, especially when the ones out in Oakland? Now, I know we don't talk about baseball a lot. I know that we don't really focus on that. But my biggest thing here is that in this regard, I think it's unfair to the city of Oakland because now you have a lot of fans who are going to be miserable. And also, I mean, this is, you know, recently it's been tough for the Oakland A's, but still, you know, you're waving the white flag and I don't like that idea. Now, speaking of a team that is kind of up in the air, it's going to be in regards to now the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies played the Los Angeles Lakers at the time of the recording. They played last night. And the Grizzlies had a really great game. You know, they came out, they were dynamic, they looked good, they were hitting their shots. Jaron Jackson was basically blocking everything. But the biggest thing that needed to be noted is that there was no John Morant. Now, first and foremost, it happens. You know, you don't have your superstar. You know, it happens with a lot of teams. The Pelicans have done it before. I think pretty much every team, probably except the Mavericks, have done it without their superstar. Now, think about this. John Morant has missed some games. You know, it happens. John Morant misses some games. He missed some games this year because he was obviously suspended. But here's the thing, and we've asked this before, are the Grizzlies better without John Morant? And it's one of those things where at first you say, oh, no, 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 they're not better without John Morant. But then you think about it and say, well, they could do well without him. Here's the thing. I can type into Google that stat. The Grizzlies record without Ja. This year, it was 11 and 10, including the playoffs over the time, 33 and 17. That's not a bad record, but also you have to adopt and adapt your lineup. In this lineup, you don't have your standard point guard. You have Desmond Bain playing your point guard and then Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is a terrific player. He's a big reason why they've been able to win these games, which I think is great. But with this, Ja, while he's still excited about it, could be a little nervous. What does it mean in regards to when I come back? Remember, Ja had an injury, so he shouldn't be expected to be out for too, too long. But this is just a precaution from the Grizzlies and Taylor Jenkins. So I think he should be back in the next, you know, game three, game four. This game was also in Memphis, so he was there cheering them on. So I think with this, I don't think they're better without him. I don't think they're a more complete team without him. But I think with this, they're already down 1-0. They don't want to go down 2-0 at their home court. They got a fire lit under them. You know, Jaron Jackson had a great game. He was just honored with Defensive Player of the Year. And then, while everything was going great, towards the end of the game and after the game in an interview, Dylan Brooks found a way to ruin everything. Now, you guys know I love Defensive Players. I love players like Herb Jones, but I've also seen that a lot of defensive players like to rub their mouth. Draymond does it. Dylan Brooks does it. Kawhi, not so much, 
But you also have the thing about this. Dylan Brooks called out LeBron. LeBron obviously is one of the greatest players of all time. You know, love him or hate him, you have to respect LeBron. But the biggest thing here, too, is that he said, I don't care, he's old. And he's not going to back down. Now, Dylan Brooks did play some great defense against LeBron. But it's also, too, that I think he's trying to talk the talk instead of walking the walk. And this is where things can get a little interesting. The Lakers are the Lakers. You know, we make the jokes about what GM, what manager, all that stuff. But with LeBron, he is still LeBron. With his supporting cast, are they good? Uh, not, not really. I mean, they're, they work well together. But Dylan Brooks, who many people did not really know existed until maybe last year, has done a good job. But here's the thing. I don't think athletes need to talk like this when it's a, oh, I don't know, a tied series. That's my biggest takeaway is that he is only tied in this series. If it was a 3-1 lead, okay, yeah, sure, you can talk. If it was something where you had won the series, yeah, definitely, talk your talk. But we haven't seen anything yet. This is also a team that struggled in the first game. So in my defense, I definitely think that with this, we have seen improvement from the Memphis Grizzlies. Should John Moran be back in the lineup? Yes. When he's ready, he should be back in the lineup. Should Dylan Brooks shut his mouth? Absolutely. But right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are our best shot at winning in the playoffs as a small market team. Because right now, the Atlanta Hawks, sadly, are not doing that. Now, with it also being April, we also talked a little bit on our Tuesday episode about the USFL. Now, once again, the USFL isn't meant to take away from the NFL. But remember, it's supposed to keep us there to kind of just keep us grounded in preparation for the NFL coming back. And, you know, Moose Johnson is in charge of it. And he has stated that, you know, its main priority is just to keep us held over. But still, we have some, you know, news coming out of the USFL. And that is in regards to Jamar Smith. Now, Jamar Smith is the quarterback for the Birmingham Stallions. I live in Birmingham. So, you know, obviously, I'm a big Stallions fan. But with this, he was placed on injured reserve for the rest of the season. Do I think he's going to miss the rest of the season? I don't think so. I mean, it's on his non-throwing hand. But I also know that, you know, anything is possible. So what does this mean for them? Can they still compete for a championship? Yes. If you watched their first game, their defense was firing on all cylinders. I expect it to be a lot like it was last year. Reason number two, Alex Magoo and Jamar Smith played a lot of two-quarterback system last year. I think that was the plan for this year, too. So I could see that Alex Magoo is going to get the start. I think he'll be fine. But remember, this is also a team with a lot of different players. You know, Marlon Williams tore his Achilles. Victor Borden's not on the team anymore. Do I think that they should go back to what their mantra was last year in running the ball? Yes. Run it down the throat with Bo Scarborough. I think it will work great. But... You want to know what this sounds like? It sounds like good old Alabama football. Run the ball, win with defense. Maybe that's the secret for Alabama teams. Not not you, Auburn. I don't know what y'all's secret is. But still, I think the important thing here is that you still have Jamar Smith as a leader in the locker room. 
And he still is going to be at every game. He's going to, you know, help Alex Magoo, which is great. But still, you know, it definitely is a little hard because he is going to, you know, not be playing. Now, do we know the extent of his injury? Not really. I mean, they said it was a broken finger. I don't know if it was entirely broken. But still, this is, you know, a little hard because he's a big part of this team and he's a leader for this team. I still think that the Birmingham Stallions will still do well. They should still be able to compete for a championship. But right now, everything's up in the air. Remember, we've only played one game. And it's Friday, which means that it is time for Christie's Corner. Get ready as Christie's got some very interesting takes to go over. And remember, it's April, so we've got a lot of different news coming in and out, whether it's in regards to college sports or even the NFL. As always, the floor is yours, Christy. Welcome back to another episode of Christie's Corner. It's good to be back this week. We have lots of different topics in the world of football to talk about, but I'm actually going to talk about baseball this week. That'll be my last story, so I have to listen to get to that. But first thing I'm going to start with is Jamar Hamlin. We all know the story about Lamar. Unfortunately, most of us watched it play out on TV. It was definitely an unprecedented event in the NFL world. So, of course, he's the Bills' safety, and he has been cleared to resume football, and meaning like today he can start playing. And, of course, last year he suffered cardiac arrest, Um, Due to severe trauma to the chest, you know, he kind of suffered a hit. Um, And we saw him die on TV. We saw him be brought back to life on TV. There were so many emotions. I would say that whole week for any football fan, not just a Bills fan. I know personally I had a cousin who was at the game and I was texting her, you know, because I was watching it on TV And she was just in shock. She said she had never heard such a loud stadium and crowd be so silent. I can only imagine what that felt like to be there. Like I said, he's cleared to start now, and he is. He has been participating in a voluntary off-season workout session this week. So kudos to him I think it's great that he's back out there of course he has gone under extensive testing and been looked at by the best of the best I know he's had three separate specialists following his case so I don't think this is too soon I mean I'm not one to say that I'm no medical professional and I think we need to trust the people who are able to bring him back to life it's kind of amazing to think that he is emotionally and mentally ready to come back but that probably is part of his healing process and his journey is to just get back out there and do it and see how he feels so I know that first game with the Bills that he plays I'm sure will be huge I'm sure he's gonna get a standing ovation and we wish him all the best on to someone else in the football world who is not saying much is the Panthers general manager, Scott Fitterer. He is not sharing anything about who they are drafting. And of course, they have the first round pick. He said he hasn't told anybody, including Bryce Young. And he said this because of Bryce's tweet about canceling all his 
pre-draft meetings with different teams. Of course, the speculation was Bryce did that because he already knew he was getting picked by the Panthers. Now, do we know for sure they haven't talked and made an agreement? No, and we're not going to know that until draft night. Do I think Bryce and Scott know? Yes, obviously. Um, During that press conference or that interview, Scott also did say that Bryce's height is not an issue. It's not something they were ever worried about. And he referred to Russell Wilson. Um, Russell was drafted, obviously, and I think had at that point three batted balls. And Bryce has only had two. So he was kind of comparing their statistics there. So I still think Bryce is probably the number one pick for the Panthers, but we'll find out very soon. Another team that has a super tough pick coming up is actually a college team. And right now the number one team, former champions, Georgia. They have already had their spring game. Theirs is called their G-Day game. They have kind of a stacked quarterback room. So they have three quarterbacks right now they're looking to play they have fourth year junior Carson Beck now he's kind of at the top of the ladder right now and that would be based off of his quarterback snap distributions and he's just had the most work and experience with that number one offense at Georgia so I think we'll probably see him play or start I think their first game September 2nd maybe unless you know things go downhill and he's not doing well I think second runner-up is sophomore Brock Vandergriff. He has the second most snaps. And then you have redshirt freshman Gunnar Stockton. They are all very talented. I've seen lots of good things from all three. I think they all have their own little unique talents. And it just really reminds me of Bama's quarterback room when we had Tua, Jalen, and Mac. I mean, you could have put either one of those guys out there and we would have done just fine and we did so I think it's just a matter of seniority at this point and seeing if anyone will enter the transfer portal either this year or after next season and speaking of Tua he had a recent interview and we actually learned that we had almost seen the end of Tua A reporter asked him if he had considered retirement after last season. So last season, obviously, he suffered the two, possibly three concussions and pretty severe ones. And again, it's something we all kind of watched on TV where Tua kind of seized up on the field with his hands, which is so scary. But he said he did consider retirement after talking with his family, his wife, you know, thinking about his son, he does have to think about his future. And we know concussions can lead to mental health issues. So there was just a lot that Tua had to consider. But on the flip side with Tua and his son, he also wants to play to an age where his son can actually watch him and understand what dad does. And I love that. If you know anything about Tua, His family is number one to him. So I know that Tua really thought about this and really took anything his family was saying into consideration. Obviously, he, as quarterback, doesn't always take hits to the head. You know, that'd be more the lineman. But 
unfortunately last season he did so he does have to prepare for that still just in case so he's been a part of jujitsu training where he's learning to minimize head injuries by learning to fall and it kind of sounds silly but i mean it makes sense he said through his training he's been thrown in the air he's been put in positions that he has to work his way to get out of without causing injury. And I think we're going to see him be more evasive next season. And I'm really excited to see him and watch him and hopefully impress everyone and hush all the analysts that were kind of not a Tua fan last year. All right. So I promised you I would talk about a different sport and I am going to bring in some baseball. So there has been talk for a little bit now about adding some new MLB teams. And the number one city that is being looked at is Nashville. And I love this. I'm actually going to Nashville in June and I'm super excited. But Nashville does have a minor league baseball team, the Nashville Sounds. So credit to them. But they are looking to bring a major league baseball team there. And this is kind of started by the group called Music City Baseball, which has huge names involved, by the way. Um, It's Justin Timberlake is in this group, Bobby Bones, former baseball player Don Mattingly. So huge, huge names are involved and have influence over this. Now, the MLB said there would be obviously things to figure out to make this happen. They need an ownership group all the financing that it takes, but also the owner of the MLB or, you know, kind of like we have for football (laughs) that nobody likes him, but they want eventually to have 32 teams in the MLB. And this would allow for divisions to have an equal number of teams and then, you know, kind of help with playoffs and those things. An ESPN analyst look for this to happen before um, 2030. So in this lifetime, but maybe not as soon as people were hoping. But that's my baseball news. Also, shout out to the Braves. They're killing it. Keep it up. Next time, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about as the draft approaches. Super excited for that. And with A-Day coming up. So see you next time. Bye. As always, thank you so much for that wonderful insight, Christy. And I think that's a perfect segue for our final point in regards to does the South deserve more recognition? So obviously, Christy talked about how right now Nashville is a front runner for an MLB team. That would be amazing. The reason why is because Nashville, specifically Tennessee, has grown a lot recently. You have the Tennessee Titans, you have Nashville SC, you have the Nashville Predators, And then you also have the Memphis Grizzlies. But still, I think with this, you would have a well-rounded team, well-rounded city. Because think about it. The Braves are the only baseball team really in the South. I mean, I know that someone would say, well, Jacob, what about Florida? Florida does their own thing. So does Texas. Think about Atlanta. Atlanta has the Braves. They have Atlanta United. They have the Hawks. They have the Falcons. No other city or state has that. Louisiana only has the New Orleans Saints and the Pelicans. Alabama has semi-pro teams. This would be huge for a team to have this because it would open up more touristy attractions and more people will want to move there. Originally, when I was younger, it used to be that people would live more in Atlanta or not really consider other places. Now they're considering Nashville. Now they're considering Birmingham, which is huge, which means 
that are cities in the South are getting that exposure. But do they get enough exposure? I know we've already talked about how the big focus over the past year has been getting some focus and some love for our teams in the small market South, you know, teams in Georgia, teams in Tennessee, teams in Louisiana, teams in Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. But I think with this, we have to highlight some of these important events that have happened recently. We've had March Madness being hosted in Birmingham. We've had the World Games. Georgia is in talks for getting a hockey team. If you didn't know, the Atlanta Thrashers used to be a hockey team in Atlanta. They might be coming back. I don't know if it's going to be the Thrashers. I hope it is. That'd be because that was a really cool name. But then we also have the idea that MLB is going to come to Nashville. I think the South is finally getting that love in regards to how they can continue to perform as a region. But you know what I'm going to say next? It's going to be very important. Put us in prime time. We haven't had a lot of games in prime time. You know, every now and then we'll see the Braves. Every now and then we'll see the Hawks or the Grizzlies. Or we'll see the Pelicans. But outside of the NFL, we don't get that exposure. We're now starting to get that exposure. Remember, the Birmingham Stallions, the USFL team, won in their first year of existence. They're off to a good start. Now they can really start getting more exposure And I think this is going to be more important here. So at the end of the day, I think it's really crucial that the South continues to get more respect and more love in these games, whether, you know, you're hearing about it. Because think about it. How often do you hear about the New Orleans Pelicans when it has nothing to do with Zion? Exactly. You turn on the TV and it's Kendrick Perkins talking about Zion's weight, which has kind of gotten a little out of control, Kendrick Perkins. Please talk about literally anything else. Or how many times do you turn on the TV or see something about John Moran and his struggles with maturity or anything of that nature? You're not seeing the positives that you get from the small market team. You're getting just the negatives. And with this, I think that if we continue to do well with these positives, we're going to do great and we'll be able to be a more well-known sports region and sports cities. But that's going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You can find this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Anchor. We're basically on all podcast platforms. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Still 14 or my personal Twitter, at Squakes by Jake. You can follow Christy on Instagram and TikTok at Christy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. We will not be having a Tuesday episode. I will be in Chicago watching the Cubs play. I'm so excited for it. But we will be back next Friday. So get excited, especially with the draft coming up. It's going to be so great. Which team is going to get Bryce Young? Is it going to be the Carolina Panthers? Is it going to be the Houston Texans? Is it going to be the Saints? Probably not the Saints, but still, you know, it's something to dream for. Which SEC players are going to get drafted? Does Hendon Hooker actually deserve to be drafted in the first round? We've got all these questions and more. As always, drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends. We've grown so much, and I cannot say thank you enough for everything y'all have done over the past year of our rebrand, especially allowing us to welcome in Christy, allowing us to welcome in 
a network. It really means a lot, and we could not have done it without y'all. And as always, as always, continue to be great. Be the best version of you you can be. Bring smiles into this world. The world still has a lot of uncertainty in everything that's going on right now, and we need more happiness and smiles. And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.